The Werribee Kia open line now is full of Bryce McGain. Of course, the SEN cricket expert who joins us now to talk about the big win last night for the Australians, amongst other things. Bryce, welcome back to SEN. Great to be catching up again, Cam. And uh, it is great news from Australia. They're uh, going from strength to strength in this tournament. Now, before we get into that and the momentum they have built, you are at the MCG. Victoria taking on the Blues in the Sheffield Shield. What's happening at the G right now? A delayed start, rain mm. overnight, eight mil, unexpected at the MCG. Outfield a bit wet, so they've just into the second over now, one o'clock start. Victoria are batting, New South Wales winning the toss and electing to bowl. So uh, Victorian are batting. Uh, what, do we expect, what do we expect from the pitch this time of year? First time we're seeing it, first MCG Sheffield Shield game for the season. What, what, what are we all expecting from the pitch and how it's going to play? Yeah, look, it's uh, it won't be as fast as what we'll probably find in the middle of the season. What we've seen over the last couple of years is the fact that uh, the the pitch has had, had some pace and some bounce and carry. So we're expecting it to quicken up over the weekend. But as I just say, second over of the day, Marcus Harris is out for a duck. Yeah. A full duck, little inside edge onto the thigh pad, ballooned to short leg, and he's on his way. He's had a very lean start to the summer, unfortunately, for the next in line for test status a bit higher. So uh, Marcus Harris uh, out for a duck. Geez, they were on the road early too. Did they, they played in Perth and then did they play in, did they play in regional Queensland in their first two games? I know they've had a, a slowish start to the year. They, they ended last season so well and the momentum hasn't quite carried over yet, but they've been on the road. So they, they need to be able to, when they get back to the MCG, put in better performances than what they've started with. Yeah, absolutely. The, the longest road trip of all time. It's mm. a bit like uh, the Wildcats to the Bullets. Uh, <laughs> you keep going further north. I've gone uh, right up to Mackay, so to where Queensland and uh, did, did a real number on them last, last week. But, uh, yeah, they do need to bounce back. Um, they're on the bottom of the shield table at the moment uh, with, with not many um, bonus points at all. So they've been comprehensively beaten by WA and then Queensland. Tough start, but, uh, yeah, you're right. Back on home deck and they, they should be well. Walking out of the wicket now is Will Pekoski. He's back in the team uh, for Victoria, which will be good news to many Victorian supporters as well. So he'll be batting at three today. Bryce McGain joins us, SEN Cricket. Let's talk in this World Cup because it was a uh, an interesting start for the Australians. A lot of talk, a lot of chatter. Travis Head has rejoined the team, didn't play last night, but they have found their mojo. We'll get to Glenn Maxwell and David Warner specifically in a moment, but this is a much better feeling around this Australian team than it was 10 days back. Yeah, it was. They, look, they started slow, and you know, I was I was around the station when uh, after leading into the South Africa game, which was game two, and they lost that. I said, even if Australia lose this, look, don't get off them because they are good, and I think they're just showing that. Yeah, that, look, they they really flexed on Netherlands overnight, and you know, you, you've got the numbers there, but scoring three ninety nine and rocking them out for you know around ninety um, really was a big flex, the biggest ever winning margin, and. Uh, along the way, some incredible performances. But they are going from strength to strength. I think their confidence is up as well. They looked a little nervy, looked a little weary. They weren't batting with the same authority. Now they, they have to. They don't have a choice. They have to keep playing and being bold. And that's when Australia are at their absolute best. So in some way, they'll force their hand to have to play that way. And now they're showing that. Um, they haven't really put together, as you would say in an AFL perspective, um, a full four quarters if you like, they haven't played the perfect game. At times, it's the fielding that might be down early on and the bowling and haven't quite executed with the quicks at times. Early wickets has been a problem um, and batting in the middle order um, you know, had been a problem at certain games and so at opening stands. But uh, haven't really put it all together. But 
Look, um, they, they appear to be improving as the tournament goes on. And it's big, isn't it, to improve the different tournament. Of course, probably helped the Australians a little bit, of course, with the changing of the, the way that the tournament is constructed now when, where you play everyone. So it allows you, you know, to maybe only win, you know, six of your games, I suppose, to be able to get enough into a semifinal. And you want to be playing your best later in the tournament because momentum and getting on a roll is a big part of these, these limited over tournaments that only go for a couple of weeks. It's important, and uh, it is all a bit new. This sort of tournament play where it's not in a group and you've mm. got to qualify out of your group, it's certainly a case of you get to play everyone. So there's nine games, full fixture of uh, activity. You get to knock everyone over so um, and get your opportunity against every team. So it is a bit different. Look, the thing that I'm really enjoying, though, Cam, is it is great to see some of the um, the qualifying nations, I suppose, if you like, like the Netherlands. Mm. You know, they've had a, they've taken a big scalp. They've knocked over South Africa. Yeah, last night, though, they weren't at their best and really got a touch-up by Australia. Bangladesh doing well. Afghanistan, two wins. It's fantastic to see. You know, they're right up in the mix in, in qualifying for this uh, World Cup, the Final Four. So, look, it's great to see those nations, I think, are closing the gap. Uh, with the top enders, so um, you know that's been really pleasing to see. It's a, it, it is a good point when you when you talk. We'll, we'll we'll touch on Bangladesh just quickly because they have had not too bad of a tournament. The, the fact is that when they win games nowadays, we automatically because of where they are sort of at or where we've seen them in in world cricket forever, we just automatically dub it an upset. But the way they're playing, it isn't necessarily an upset when they play well and get the W here. No, that's right. Afghanistan have been the real standout. We know a number of their players. Of course, through the Big Bash, and you know they've been around for some time, but um, we're just seeing them just pull it together, and you know the, the troubles that they've had to go, go through, even just to play cricket mm-hmm. and uh, and get themselves organised to be able to put a team on on the park. Really, um, it, it's been quite extraordinary. So, look, they've got their challenges, but it's great to see the, the, the way they are performing and knocking off some pretty good teams as well. So, look, it, it is pleasing to see. Um, that's what I like about the World Cup, and cricket needs it. They need all those nations to be performing. Um, you know, Bangladesh have been in the mix for most of their games, although the you know one win and four losses probably doesn't show that. But at times, they've been really pushing the best as well. So it is pleasing. Mm, yeah, I actually did say Bangladesh. I mean, Afghanistan, of course, that yeah. big win uh, over Pakistan, then over the English as well. So they are they are they are really playing well. Let's get to the Australians. I want to ask you straight up. Tim Payne said last week that David. Warner is the best white ball batsman we've ever seen, and he continually plays well. Another hundred last night. Which, anytime you say something like that, Bryce, you want him to continually. Whoever you're talking about, you want him to come out and make runs. And Dave Warner has done that, just helping Tim Payne's argument. Where do you one see that comment, and where do you see David Warner all time with the white pill? I think he's right up there with the very, very best. You can argue either way. You look at the stats and the strike rates and the run rates, all those things. Adam Gilchrist of course, comes to mind at the top of the order as uh, a, an incredible era of one-day cricket for Australia. But uh, Dave Warner is absolutely in that picture. He's been able to do it all the, all the way around the world. We know we've had some blips in his red ball games and where it has become challenging, and particularly the frontiers of uh, in terms of India mm-hmm. and also over in England in Ashes series, he's been a bit lean. But... Uh, Certainly what we see now is just him really coming to the fore. He was always going to do it. His experience in India is just about second to none uh, for international plays. He's been over there with every uh, instance of the the IPL. Um, He knows all the grounds. He'd be so comfortable over there. The the crowd's really warm to him, as they Mm -hmm. do with most Australians. Indian crowds just love Australian people. It feels like a home away for home for him. 
and he loves it and he's enjoying that. And uh, with all those things going on, it's it, any wonder he's still performing really well. Back-to-back hundreds, he was outstanding in getting the, the, the ball rolling last night um, and he's just hitting the ball brilliantly well. Um, I'm sure it's going to continue for a lot longer than his test career. Um, he's looking to wrap up that this summer. I think the white ball, and I think he adds still value at the top of the order. So hopefully he can play T20. There's a World Cup next year as well in T20 cricket. Hopefully that continues on. But in the immediate term, there's five more games for Australia, and he's going to play an important role in our qualification for the semis and uh, pushing right through to the final, I think. He wasn't alone last night. Glenn Maxwell was freakish, and we've seen him do freakish things at different points uh, in different platforms of the game. But last night was incredible. Absolutely extraordinary. When he walked to the wicket, uh, Australia were uh, six for 290 uh, (laughs) with eight overs to go and ended up getting the 399. Uh, He got the fastest ever 100. Uh, It was just extraordinary of 40 balls. His first 50 off 27 balls. The last 50 off 13 balls. It was just phenomenal hitting. Now, we talk about hitting and we generally think about, you know, hitting to one or two or three particular areas. He was reverse hooking sixes. It was absolutely outstanding batting. It just got from one level to the next level and uh, and it really uh, unraveled, of course, for the Netherlands bowlers. You don't know where to bowl to him. So he was reverse hooking sixes at times, um, reverse paddling sixes. It was just amazing. The ball was going to all parts. But uh, he did target a small boundary, um, but he played to his strengths and just kept hitting to that boundary. It was always in play because he's so good right and left-handed. It was just extraordinary. What goes through a bowler's mind in that situation, Bryce? Because you do run out of options and strategy of where to bowl the ball. And how hard is it continually to be able to roll the arm over when you've got no idea or no plan you can actually believe into where to pitch it? Well, the thing that happens is that, it, it, as I said, you start to unravel. So there, there's a start, Bas De Leader, who's a very good player for the Netherlands. Uh, he's a terrific player. So he bowled a wide Yorker, executed it beautifully. Maxwell opens the <laughs> face, hits it for six over backward point. So he thinks, well, I can't bowl there. So maybe if I go to an, another area, I'll bowl a short ball to that offside off pace. Then he hooked it for six. And then, so they, he tried a slower ball. That got picked up over mid-wicket for six. So he was just hitting the ball to all parts. I think sometimes if you do have a plan, if it's the wide Yorker, then you just keep going to execute it. And if they're good enough to hit wide Yorkers way outside the eye line for six over backward point, then well, so be it. But look, it is a very difficult uh, aspect for the bowlers. Um, and he certainly got a, a lesson last night in Bastolita. But uh it was an absolute pleasure to watch Glenn Maxwell. And I think it just shows the strength of that middle order. Um, Marcus Stoinis was rested last night. Mm. Cam Green came in. I'm sure Stoinis will come back in because what they need at that sort of six, seven mark is guys who can accelerate right from the very start. And uh, Stoinis can do that. And we know that Maxwell, well, there's probably no better in the world to do it. And that'll send some shutters down uh, many of the other nations to see that he's found his form. As always, Bryce, the batsmen get all the flowers and the kudos and the pats on the back, and they deserved it. But the bowling attack was fairly decent as well. Now, I'm not suggesting that Netherlands have the strongest bowling attack in the world, but they have played pretty well at this tournament. And to hold them under 100 is is remarkable. Bowled really well. Adam Zampa cleaned them up, which I'm assuming you you like and seeing that cleaning up the tail. The, the fact <laughs> is that they did bowl really well. The batsmen were incredible. The bowlers almost as much so. 
Yeah, exactly. And it was it was nearly the complete performance and there's some good outfield catching. Dave Warner took a specky out at the backward square, if you see that on some highlights. Yep. Uh, many AFL people will, will just love to see the knee up and the, taking the ball in front of his eyes. But uh, look, you're right. The bowlers are, are just sort of warming up to executing well. Um, it was uh, it w- was really pleasing to see. You mentioned Adam Zampa. He was on a hat-trick again. And what he's doing is now bowling a lot more wrong-uns and making it a bit more difficult for the batsman. He's attacking the stumps. It's the third game in a row that he's taken four wickets. Four for eight last night, as you said. He wrapped up the tail, but that's part of the role. So that there's no wag in the tail. There's no challenge there. So it's good to see him continually performing well, even though he's got a few ailments as well. He's had back spasms and some difficulty there. So... It, it is good to see him um, executing his skills well. We are one out with the specialist spinners. We, we don't have anyone else. Glenn Maxwell, is, he's above part-time uh, when he comes on to bowl. Uh, but the important part is Adam Zampa, one out um, with those elements, is still performing well. So, look, very pleasing for the Australians. I'm sure they'd uh, yeah, um, maybe take the top off a beer or a champagne or even just a soda water, whatever they like last night, to sit around and go, that was good. Now, now we can. We've improved our run rate. We're right in the mix now. We're getting some momentum. They'd be very, very pleased when they put their head on the pillow last night. Two things before I let you go, Bryce. Uh, Travis Head comes in for who? Difficult one now because mm. uh, the, the players that he was probably looking to come in for, Marnus Lavashane and uh, Steve Smith, most score, both scored runs last night. Steve Smith with seventy at, at a run a ball and. Marnus is improving his strike rate. He was going around at the beginning of the year at a strike rate of sort of the 60s, 70s. Um, the message came pretty clearly from Andrew McDonald and the coaching staff. It's not going to cut it when you get to the World Cup. You've got to strike harder. He went away, worked on it, developed it. They've worked with him. Now he's coming back. He struck at 130 last night, 62 or 47 balls and prepared to go over the top. couple of sixes there. So that's a real positive sign. It does make it hard for for Travis Head, but such is the status that Travis Head has. He is our number one player, and that is why we're carried um, an injured player all the way through so that he can come into the lineup for the last four. It might be an unlucky Marnus mm. um, in that four spot. I think Head will go in and open the batting with Dave Warner. Mitch Marsh slides to three. Steve Smith will hold. It might be an unlucky Marnus Labuschagne unless he starts keeping and Josh Inglis slides out. Who knows? Um, I don't think that'll happen, but uh, it might be an unlucky Marnus. And a big one Saturday night, New Zealand. Gives a good oh, test of where we are, and a win there gives us, well, probably gets us into that final four. It does indeed, but New Zealand are playing really well mm. over there. They've had a couple of players with some ailments as well, um, and, and we're talking about Williamson. So they've been nursing a few players through, and Tim Southey's another player. They've had some injuries throughout. Uh, Lockie Ferguson missed early on as well. Uh, with some injuries. So, but they're all sort of coming back together. They've been performing well. They're up the very top uh, of the table. So it, it, it shapes up like an absolute pivotal game for both teams' qualifications. Um, New Zealand have only lost the one game. So it, it is important for Australia to keep that momentum. I'm getting really bullish about Australia and the way they're going about it now. All the players are playing with smiles. They're the positivity, the confidence that they're walking around with now. They're not timid or nervous about how they're playing. I think Australia will get it done, and I think they're really going to get some momentum towards the final. Um, Cam, expect Australia to be right in the very uh, pointy end of this tournament. That's exactly what we want to hear, Bryce. As always, we appreciate you jumping on the Werribee Key Open Line and have a chat to us from the MCG to watch the uh, Vicks and New South Wales go at it. Thank you, man, as always. You have a great afternoon. Bryce McGain, superstar that he is.